1: It's not too late for the Jets to get that number one pick. Welcome to another episode of Sorry We Love Football, the show that's actively rooting for Greg Williams to take over the Jets' interim head coaching job. I am, thank God, it's our bi-week Eagles fan, Daniel Hartigan. As always, I'm joined by Harrison Butker fan, Danny Solomon. And Matt Moore fan, baby. MVP. To my right is a, is a man whose who's best player almost died under the team's watch. Washington football fan Jamel Johnson. Hi. And joining us today we have a guest. She's a producer, writer, filmmaker, former ship poster. Hails from New England, Allie Maynard.
0: Hey guys, glad to be here.
1: Okay, let's start the show. Danny Salman, what do you hate about watching football this week?
0: I think
2: we always start with me because I, I hate the most deeply, maybe, but this week I'm gonna keep it I'm gonna keep it soft. And just say, it's the stress. That's what I hate this week. And that's what I hate every I mean, we do hate the feeling of stress that we get from truly loving a team. Love is, is pain. We all know that. And there was, a, there was a 2015 study that I was reading for this segment. said that people with abnormal amounts of stress are 48% more likely to have an early death quite a big number that's that's almost 50% more likely to die because you feel abnormal amounts of stress constantly and it's linked to heart attacks, stroke, diabetes, all those things go up if you're constantly stressed out. Now we all have work Monday through Friday. We have this job. It stresses us out. So on the weekends it's our time to relax. Sunday, you're, you know, you you got nothing to do. You can just chill out sit on the couch, enjoy yourself, but instead, we do the most stressful thing we are going to do all week long, which is watch a team, and on top of that, follow a fantasy team. For many of us, it's another source of stress on top of the already catastrophic football-related stress. One day, I'm going to just drop dead in front of my wife and cat, and it's going to be Because of a fucking Vikings game in week nine (laughs) of the 2019 season, because that went down to the wire. I'm going to have that heart attack that's triggered years before it should, because I am constantly putting myself in this position. And uh, so I guess, you know, we're we're enjoying the game for now, but let's all just think about the fact that we are going to die soon because of this game. (laughs) And so I hate that. I kind of hate that.
1: Yeah. You hated Hope last week. You hate stress this week. Hope was two weeks ago. Oh, I'm sorry. What did you hate last week?
2: I forgot. It was something.
1: It's fine. I hate a lot of things. Allie, how does it feel not having a team that you live and die with? Do you feel stressed at all watching football? Are you concerned for the players themselves, or or is this a stress-free experience?
0: It's stress-free. NFL, anyway. I'm into other sports, but I grew up in New England, as you mentioned, so... I just was a Pats fan by default because my parents were and all my friends' parents were and they won all these Super Bowls when I was in high school and then Blech. Yeah. And then <laughs> exa- well, exactly. So then I go to college and I leave that New England bubble and people would ask me, you know, what NFL team do you are you a fan of? And I would just say by default, Pats, man the hate. I had no idea. I had no idea. And so I'm not really, I was never really a Pats fan. And now when I say I'm from New England and people assume that, I'm like, no, 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 Because I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to defend them.
1: Wow, the stress of just being associated with New England Patriots. Absolutely. Wow. So you can feel it even not watching the games themselves. Jamel Johnson, what do you hate about watching football this week? You know what I realized?
3: I hate every aspect of the sport of football. (laughs) Every single thing about it. I hate the play calls. I hate the play callers. This I is going to make
2: the-, the hate segment tough for you the rest of the season. No. you have to really scrounge for some things.
3: No, no, no. I hate coaches' challenges. I hate uh, fourth down territory. I hate shotgun players on fourth and one. I, I, I hate your big dumb combat boots <laughs> and the way you read my mind. But mostly, I hate the way I don't hate you. Not even close. Not even a little bit. That was nice, Jamel. Not
1: even at all. Kiss my ass, football. (laughs) I love you. Whose poem did you just remix in there right now?
3: 10 Things I Hate About You. It's week 10, baby. Let's get it.
1: (laughs) Oh, wow. Poetry and football, two things that go together. Like, I don't know what, and I still don't know what. Heath Ledger and Barbiturates? (laughs) There it is. <laughs> um, all right, what did I hate this week? Um, I hated that this trade line that came and went with a whimper. And this kind of mm-hmm. has to do with hope, too. You, you, you're shopping around. You're seeing all these players that could potentially wind up on your team. There's bad teams that should get rid of their good players to build toward the future. But then they have this weird... Mentality where it's like, well, if somebody likes my player, maybe they're better than I even thought they were. Um what it's like if player uh if this team really likes player X that much, maybe I should just keep him. And then the aforementioned price tag just gets fucking thrown up into the stratosphere and then no one gets traded. And I hated that this this year. The the big trades happened a couple weeks leading up until the trade deadline, and then the day itself just sucked. It seemed like it was going to be so much fun. Like there's wall-to-wall coverage. There's people tweeting all day rumors. And then nothing happened whatsoever.
2: There's nothing more fun than a trade. You know? Yeah. You didn't have it a week ago. Now you got something. You got something new. You had to give away something. But whatever. You got something else. That's what's fun about it. That's what We do that in fantasy all the time. It's just the thrill of having something else to throw in the mix of your monotonous life. And over the course of 16 games of a season, you know, you you just you see the same players over and over again doing the same old shit that they always do. Nothing ever changes. Toss a fucking backup tight end in there, you know, just so that your sports beat guys can do a full review of their film. And then you can check that out and be like, okay, maybe this guy is the savior that we need. And of course he's not. (laughs) Nothing will save you. Nothing's going to cause, <laughs> nothing's going to make it so the Patriots don't win the Super Bowl. Jesus might, Jesus saves. Jesus should intervene on the
3: Wait, on which, behalf of all football
0: fans. Which team is Jesus on?
3: Ooh, I I gotta say, uh, twenty eighteen Eagles. <laughs> yeah,
2: seventeen. Seventeen. Twenty seventeen Eagles yeah, really got a Okay, so it's from t- some t- Jesus love. Although two times, as, as we've spoken about, the most. Devout of players on the Eagles team had to sit on the bench during the Super Bowl and watch front row seats. That's Bible as shit. another man took his team to glory. That's about painful. They love, they love stuff like that. Uh, and
3: Old Testament God is like <laughs> that. Chip Kelly team. Remember when Deshaun the gang stuff? Yeah, that's that.
2: That was yeah. That is that was hope from a long time ago that you have long since trashed. Right? I mean. Those Chip Kelly days, you must have felt real good about yourself. And yeah. then it
1: all came crashing down. Part of being an Eagles fan is thinking you're smarter than the rest of the teams. And you're like, oh, we're going to do the, the next-gen stats and hire the forward-thinking coaches and, and uh, do things a little differently. And uh, it's almost never paid off. It almost always has the rest of the people down in Texas or wherever the hell else just laughing at you They're like, we do the old-school way. And uh, it worked out once in 2017, and it felt good to be rewarded for smart maneuvering.
0: I mean, as, as someone who's not a huge NFL fan but does follow it, plays fantasy, I mean, there is a component of Jesus and, and God's hand in the league. Cause there are games that should not be won by certain teams, and they pull it off, and that's kind of the fun of it is you can have a powerhouse team like the Pats, but,
2: you yeah. know. It's all about who prays harder before the game. <laughs> you got to pray in the right way. Jesus needs words in a very specific sequence and it can't be the same every time you have to throw in something new or else
1: you're susceptible to his wrath. Yeah. That was the the problem with my uh, high school football team. Same prayer before every game. (laughs) Yeah. You can't do that. You can't do that. You're not going
2: to win. It's like putting, it's like when you do a scantron and you put a for every answer, like it'll be all right for about 30% of the questions, but Jesus does not grade on a curve.
1: (laughs) Allie, Did you watch football this week? And if you did, what would you hate? And what do you hate anyway?
0: Uh, I did watch football this week. And I can't uh, tell you enough how great it is to watch the Pats lose to (laughs) that team. no, it was fun. It was fun. Ravens ain't bad. Ravens are good, but... Uh, oh, right. I know.
3: forgot. Because you're from New England, you have a different standard of what good is. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, by forgot.
2: default an asshole. You're talking to asshole. Jamel. Jamel's yeah. like, man, if we could only get up to, the, <laughs> to, the to where the fucking Ravens are at. or yeah. where Even the Jets, man. Two wins? Are you kidding me?
0: I mean, but... It, <laughs> <the> who's, who's scoring 30-plus points on the Pats this season?
1: This is the first team to do it. Right. Yeah. Uh, I thought... That Ravens win was – the the most impressive thing to me about it was just how easy they made it look. Well, they played That's that non-
0: shotgun play over and over and over again.
1: Yeah, they have that uh, – Lamar Jackson is just so frustrating to play defense against, and he played the best game of his career, I thought.
2: It's because the Pats, I feel like, are all about discipline. You know, everything is super, yeah. you know, structured and regimented and it has to be, like, military style. Everybody has to have mindsets and bullshit like that. And Lamar Jackson just blows it up by just running around whenever he feels like. He's just you know he's he's a Jackson Pollock painting all over the field, and they're like some artist that does normal art.
0: Well, Tom Brady is a robot. That's been that's been verified. He is,
2: he is. and he's one of those art. He's like one of those Tomorrowland robots too. He's like he, <laughs> he always has a
1: smile on his face, but it's scary.
0: <laughs> it's scaring the kids. Yeah,
1: we're gonna try this segment right now because. Uh, I don't know if you guys know, there's there's an election coming up, and uh, there, there's um.
0: <laughs> it's a year away. It's
1: a year away. <laughs> but, uh, you know, this stuff. This is going to start to ramp up, and, you know, I don't need to do the whole, we're d- more divided than ever, and yada, yada, yada. We all know. We Especially. get it. No, I'm just trying to set the table here for what we're doing. And um, so there seems like there's two Americas going on right now, which means there's two football teams that can play against each other. Um, people who are on the record. Danny, you want to set this thing up? Yeah, because what we
2: found is we we started this conversation by being like, all right, is there at least a fantasy team that we could put together of just the Trump-supporting players in the NFL, those who have openly supported the president and all that he stands for? And then, (laughs) conversely, is there a team, the yin and the yang? Uh, Obviously, Trump, those would be the dark side, the light being the Trump haters, those people who have openly gone out and called the president an idiot and so forth. There are actually enough players to make a team on both sides of, the, of this issue. So now we just have to see it from a purely football perspective, who you got at every position. So we're starting out with quarterback. And unfortunately, this one is a little lopsided. Now, I... Personally, am a believer that Colin Kaepernick should be back in the NFL. Of course. That he's a talented enough player over most backup quarterbacks, at least, and some starting quarterbacks. He's no Matt Moore, but he definitely has what it takes <laughs> to be a backup caliber. He could. He's better than Marcus Mariota. I think we can all say that.
3: Is technically is A Rod technically on our side? On the right side? Uh, I feel like he's sort of slightly.
2: He got as close as a white guy could yeah. to like being like no. Aaron Rodgers has all the makings of a resistance guy, but uh, I don't think that he would rock the boat living in Green Bay. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) You're up in Wisconsin.
3: You're getting them IZOD checks. You don't want to – you're not (laughs) trying to fuck that bread up too bad.
2: He's just trying to not get the cameras over to his house where there's, like, three guys living there for inexplicable reasons.
3: Yeah. (laughs) And they're just playing beer pong. They just play beer pong all season long.
2: They're just buddies. What's the weird thing about that? I'm 35. I live with three other dudes. I'm cool.
1: So we we know that Kaepernick is the the resistance quarterback, and we have to acknowledge on the other side, uh, they have the greatest quarterback of all time. Ugh. Tom Brady is the quarterback for the Trump team, or the MAGA guys. Yeah. And they
3: got Phillip Rivers at backup. They got a sick backup. Yeah.
2: QB is one of
1: those stacked positions, and there are a few on either side, I would say. So I guess as far as he took it was he just had the MAGA hat in his locker, and then that was it. Yeah,
0: I think Trump's just, just another guy he plays golf with. Yeah. Right? Like, it, it, it doesn't matter.
2: Which, in its own way, is disgusting. <laughs> I, I mean, Tiger, <laughs> Tiger Woods did the same thing. It's like, you care so little about your fellow man because you're just so interested in what? Like, fucking eating broccoli smoothies and, and working out in front of, you know, tape of the fucking Raiders? Fuck you. Learn about the world. <laughs> there are people who are being affected by your bullshit, Tom Brady. So Tom Brady locked in at QB. Yes. Moving on to running back where there's a little bit more of a competition, I feel like. We have a surprise entry here for one of the Trump side players, classic trade bait running back, Herschel Walker. Mm. He was coming evil. out.
0: I mean, that just name screams Trump supporter. <laughs> it does.
2: And, you know, he he had a time where he was cool shit. You know, yeah. he was – I mean, this was the 80s. It was Reagan. It was I – mean, I think bled into the early 90s. It so did. we got maybe a little bit of Bill Clinton in there. But we had some – we had good times with Herschel Walker where he seemed like a good guy. And then he comes out a couple of years later. During the 2016 election, says there's not a doubt in my mind – that Donald Trump is my front-runner, my front-runner. I'm not going to say anything negative about him because it's not true. Buying in to the Trump train versus notable, awesome, badass, Skittles fan, Marshawn Lynch, who's quoted as saying, that motherfucker say a lot of shit. (laughs) And in context, it was anti-Trump. So, (laughs) real. Herschel Walker versus Marshawn Lynch. Who do you want on your team? I mean, well, if the game is today, gotta
3: say Marshawn. Yeah. But it's this a little too a- close for comfort. All Herschel Walker's tech- still working out. He's doing MMA fights.
1: Yeah, Herschel Walker's still weirdly in shape.
3: Yeah. So that's kind of, and who knows how good a shape Marshawn is in. <laughs> <laughs> He's been on for a year, eating skittles, as you've mentioned. He was just in the NFL last year. He couldn't have gotten that fat. I mean, dude, how much weed is in Oakland?
2: <laughs> the answer, all of it. He might have been one of those guys who's friends with Trump from the from oh, the from fucking jump, old from days. Back in the, I'm telling when you, man. he was just a businessman.
3: And it wasn't he weren't they both connected to the USFL? Am I yeah. thinking the yeah?
1: When Trump had the shits, Herschel Walker. Started his career on the New Jersey Generals for the first three years. So, So, yes, absolutely knows Trump personally. All
2: right, so that's pretty cut and dry. I think we're going to have to all say Marshawn Lynch here just to even things out because this is getting a little scary. So next up, we have an even tougher matchup here. Wide receiver. Let's start with the good. Doug Baldwin, right? Great player. Awesome the last few years before he got injured recently retired due to injury he was in his prime as early as two years ago maybe even a few flashes last year said called Donald Trump an idiot plain and simple so you know you know his mind's right going up against Tio Torello Torello. and saying Trump is what the country needs he He, won't make he won't take BS and he'll change how the government is run ouch Tio. who knew you were insane
0: I mean, those head injuries, man. They add up.
1: They do. I mean, for all of these players, especially Herschel Walker, that's what I was going to bring up for him. But Terrell, Hall of Fame receiver, I hate to even say it, but I think he's a better player than Doug Baldwin.
2: If we're going to be objective, yeah, and I know all of the, the, the MAGA people listening to this podcast, <laughs> they're probably going to you know be – at least they're going to have a case – that we're biased if we don't report the truth about who these guys are as players. So I would also have to say Terrell is a better player. Damn. So now it's two, one. Hmm. Now we got two Trump entries. It's starting to feel like they're just better physical specimens out there. And we're running into a real brick wall here again, tight end. We got Martellus Bennett who had some moments and definitely had some funny lines about Donald Trump. He skipped the White House visit when the Pats won a couple of years ago. He made fun of Kanye for voting and holding onto Trump's coattails, made a Lord Voldemort reference, which was a little weird, but he's going up against Gronk. And there is a photo of Gronk and Trump fist bumping at the White House, so you know they're tight. Say it ain't so, Gronk, but Gronk, how could you?
0: I mean, Gronk has definitely never voted. Like for sure yeah. never voted.
3: You gotta hand it to him there, which is for the best. <laughs> I don't want him in charge of any decisions bearing on anyone's life. School board, none of that.
0: I mean, I get it. I, I honestly get why these NFL players support Trump. I mean, if you're a millionaire at twenty two, you grow up in this bubble where you're on top, you know, farm league, high school, you're a star, you go off to college, you you know, I think yeah, it makes sense that you'd support Trump.
3: I don't know, son. Does it? <laughs> I, hey, I'm from the suburbs. I did it pretty good. I've only been followed by the cops like, like three or four times, <laughs> dude. Like,
0: yeah, I, you're you're the you're the shining example of privilege. <laughs> you're right. You should be a Trump supporter. Yeah, only
3: like once or twice a year I get followed. Nah, I don't know. This shit just sucks. And finally,
2: (laughs) (laughs) the
1: the realization is dawning on us about these teams.
2: Luckily, we're going to be bailed out, I feel like, by defense and special teams because defense seems to skew heavily toward the resistance, which makes sense if you think about it. They are the resistance on the field and so off the field. On the Trump side, we got the Bosa brothers who are good, potentially great.
1: They're both great.
2: Joey Bosa, solid four years in the league, tearing shit up in our division, although Mitchell Schwartz, our lockdown right tackle, has been able to hold him at bay pretty much every game we played. However, great player Nick Bosa comes in this le- uh, this year to overall pick, playing lights out for the San Francisco 49ers, turned them into an 8-0 team. But they are up against a powerhouse. We got all kinds of people on the resistance. Richard Sherman. Chris Long at DN. Malcolm Jenkins and Eric Reid locking up the back end. And that whole, that even a Eagles punter. Defense. And the whole Eagles defense, of course, saying no to the White House like a bunch of badasses. Thank and then God. We I mean, watching, a these,
1: watching these Nationals players at the White House getting chummy, Jamel, that had to have tarnished your World Series victory. I luckily didn't have to see any of those images. The team that I root for chose not to go to the White House. Oh, that was good.
0: I love that the White House has just turned into a McDonald's <laughs> like <laughs> you're you're uh, prize for winning like that height of your like career in sports is to go have a cheeseburger that you could get anywhere anywhere
3: you can get literally outside <laughs> of the White House. There's a fucking McDonald's right there. There's even a pot bellies. You don't have to fucking. Jamel's the president distressed. grabbed Kurt Suzuki's tits <laughs> <laughs> and it was on ABC
2: News. Here's my problem with the McDonald's thing. It's like if I'm going to invite a bunch of McDonald a bunch of NFL players over who won the Super Bowl, I would, or or whatever it was, the national championship in college football. I think that was the occasion. Not just McDonald's. All right, you're the president. Make your secret service guys go out and get McDonald's and Wendy's and Burger King <laughs> and Taco Bell and Arby's. Go nuts on the fast food. If that's your plan, I understand it. Fast food is tasty, but divvy it up amongst all of the different chains, it'll create goodwill in all the different sectors of town. There are McDonald's people on one side of town, but then there are the Arby's people. You know, we can bring those people together at least, and it's nice spread. You know you, you very rarely see uh, you know a, a, a big bacon classic or something from, from Wendy's <laughs> next to a couple of double-decker tacos. and I'd like to see that. This is where we lose. Coaching, We'll never, ever get an NFL coach, I believe, who doesn't fully support, ins- to an insane degree, Donald Trump's agenda. We got Coach Bill Belichick, huge Trump pal, Mike Ditka, Mike Shanahan, Rex and Rob Ryan. So many coaches. And on our side, I couldn't find a motherfucking one who's come out and said anything negative about Donald Trump. I had to go to the fucking NBA and get a Steve (laughs) Kerr to coach this fucking fantasy team. I don't mind.
3: Kerr can run the squad. It's something about if you're an old dude, if you're an old white dude, and you're like over like 48 and you wear khakis all the time, it's just – it's in you. It's it's (laughs) in your DNA. It's a part of you, and you can't escape it.
2: Best thing I can say is that Andy Reid, at least he – Is a Republican, uh, but he did a fundraiser for the primary so that the current governor at the time of Kansas, who was a moderate Republican, could beat a super Trumpy challenger in the primary, which he did not. And then I believe at that point, Andy Reid didn't vote, maybe.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, okay, in these people's defense, every person named Mike, Bill, Rex and Rob <laughs> supports Trump.
2: That's it. If you've got a cool name like <laughs> Colin or Marshawn, you're probably in the resistance.
0: If you're a Mike, sorry.
3: I think the, resist, the team, the woke team can still win because Tom Brady, their offense is all 40-year-old. Okay, he's got to toss it to T.O. and Herschel Walker, and you've got a good coach, but it's... Uh, so it's him and uh, what? Chris, like... Uh, uh, Ed McCaffrey.
2: <laughs> and and Gronk is skinny now. Maybe yeah. we got a shot. Gronk doesn't have elbows. <laughs> nah. Steve Kerr is going to run the triangle offense and with yeah. Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> and it's going to work. He's the point guard. Yeah. And and he's going to get it out to the skill players. Some, I like it. Some I like an
3: alley oops. And we got a good defense. We got this.
1: I like your guys' confidence. <laughs> I'm scared shitless. <laughs> <laughs> we are. Okay. Well, that was a fun experiment. Um, team's pretty even, but let's move on. Let's, guys, we're, we're halfway through the season. It's crazy. Teams have played eight or nine games at this point. We kind of know who teams are, so I think we should keep that in mind while we're going through this schedule and just kind of check in on where teams are at. Um, okay, so let's start with this week's games. the Thursday night game, Chargers at Raiders. The resurgent Chargers against the competent Raiders. I believe you mean the London
2: Chargers versus the (laughs) Las Vegas Raiders. Oh, man. Because that is what it potentially could be in a year's time. They're already talking about how the Chargers are getting booted out of that new L.A. stadium. So they're not even going to share in the spoils that the Rams have earned. They're so shitty this year (laughs) that even their own fan, the one guy who comes to that soccer stadium every week... (laughs) He's out on them enough to where the owners have decided, let's just call this a wash, lose whatever money we were promised, and go on a fishing expedition to other cities around the world to find anyone who will take in the homeless Chargers. Uh, You know, they're looking at Canada. They're looking at St. Louis. But looking at London seems like the most interesting one. So I, I would actually root for the London Chargers if they were in another division,
1: I, I would I would think that would be fun. They'd have to move them, right? You couldn't stay in the AFC West. No, no, it'll be
3: fucked up and dumb, and this is gonna be NFC <laughs> for sure. Why wouldn't they? Why would they change it? What incentive does the NFL have to change it? They're gonna go eight and eight, whatever they
1: are anyway. You remember growing up? <clears throat> you're right that they. Remember when the Arizona Cardinals were in the NFC East? Yeah. And we had to play the Eagles, Skins, and Cowboys every year. What was that? It was dumb as shit, and it was great, because the Cardinals were terrible, and
3: it
2: was just two free wins every year, and it was awesome. What I think is funny is imagining Philip Rivers (laughs) having to pack his bags with his 19 kids to London to go live there for the remainder of his career (laughs) and have to get acclimated to non-American things. He is going to be so surly walking the streets of Trafalgar Square.
1: Just such a funny image to think of. (laughs) This might force his hand. He might retire at that point or demand a trade. I couldn't see it. It It's too good, Is
0: London worse than Vegas, though?
1: Oh, Vegas is going to be awesome. I am so excited about Vegas games. London would be awesome.
0: London would be great. It's such
1: a great town to Uh, have. Of
0: all the cities you could get moved to, like Toronto, good city, but... But then you gotta Cold. get
1: deep vein thrombosis every time you fly over there. No <laughs> thanks. Um, on the on the Raider side of things, I think Derek Carr, comeback player of the year. I think we're we're trending that way. I don't know who took who got hurt last year. Who's playing better now? I mean, the guy looks pretty sharp. Uh, he to, for a person who lost Antonio Brown, uh, a number of other players to, due to injury. I mean, their offense has not skipped a beat, and. Um, their rookie class is awesome. I mean, Josh Jacobs is looking great. Hunter Renfro, uh, their tight end. Foster Moreau. their uh, Max Crosby, their defensive end.
2: Cleveland Farrell hasn't had a sack since week one.
1: Yeah, but all of these guys were drafted this year, and they're playing more than half the snaps. I mean, these are, you know, seven-plus draft picks who you're already immediate starters on this team. Um, I don't know if any other team has that amount of, of, a, of a quick return like that. I mean, that's... What building a new team is is all about is having young starters. So they look like they're trending upwards.
2: I would say in this game, I think because the Raiders have lost even a few more people this week. They just lost Arden Key for potentially the year. They don't really have a pass rush. Their defense isn't good. And conversely, the Chargers defense looks amazing from last week. Shut down Aaron Rodgers. Seems like the kind of game where the Raiders – might be feeling themselves just from getting this far, and the Chargers still kind of hiding in the weeds as one of those teams that everybody assumes might still be bad, but they always turn it on near the end of the year. I think this could be potentially a blowout for the Chargers. Wow. Bold. I think I make bold predictions on this show.
1: (laughs) Oakland only has about two or three more home games left in its entire history of having an NFL team I think the fans are going to be crazy and they, they recognize this moment Yeah,
3: just
1: say it like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, let's move on Sunday games early we have Ravens at Bengals uh, I, yay the Bengals are back
0: I love the Bengals I think a team <laughs> that's going zero and eight has nothing to fucking lose I love the idea of a bunch of millionaires still being able to be huge losers um I think it's great. I think uh, they're going to have a good run against the Ravens and uh, get their asses kicked. But it'll be fun.
1: Yeah. I think a new quarterback starting this week, Andy Dalton, has been benched. Mm -hmm. So they got some – I think, what is it, Ryan Finley or somebody like that?
2: The Red Rifle silenced forever, potentially. I actually picked up Ryan Finley as a backup in in one of my leagues because I believe that, like Allie said – that nothing-to-lose mentality means let's fucking chuck it all over the field. You've got a Sean McVay guy coaching your team. Let's go nuts. you got nothing going. you got an 0-18. You could go 0-16. Nobody's going to give a crap because it already happened a couple of years ago. It's not even cool to go 0-16 anymore.
0: It's not even cool to go on 16 <laughs> anymore. When is that cool? <laughs>
1: it's, it's remarkable, a- I would say. It's, I don't know, it's, if it's impressive. Cool, it's impressive. It's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. I AJ guess. Green probably back this week. Um, all right, let's talk about the Ravens. They just had probably the most impressive win of the NFL season, beating the Patriots uh, in front of everybody on Sunday Night Football.
0: Wouldn't that be something if they beat the Pats and turned around and lost to the Bengals? The,
1: the football is that weird. We don't – it's certainly possible. It's a divisional game. They're on the road coming playing a team coming off their bye week. That would certainly bring them back down to earth. Um, Lamar Jackson, as high as we saw him get, uh, we still have seen that he fluctuates and sometimes he can make bad decisions. But, I mean, are you buying the Ravens is I guess what I'm asking.
3: Hell yeah. Why wouldn't I? Easily the be- the second best team. Could they beat the Patriots in the playoffs? I mean, if they got home field, yeah. Nobody's beating them in New England, but if the Ravens get a home game, they could win it.
1: How do you justify the Ravens losing to the Browns 40-25 to 25 earlier this season at home?
3: Dog, the, the Browns had two bullets in the chamber. They blew one. That's fine. That's fine. They lost, what was that, week three? It's real football time. Once it gets cold. Games when it's warm out aren't real. <laughs> it's got to be cold. You know that. I can
1: actually completely agree with you. Yeah, get out of yeah. here. Hardigan loves the elements. I think that's one of the special things about football that other sports it's, it's shy away outside. from. It's other outside in like, January. It's raining. We would <laughs> put the tarp out and all fucking go watch some TV show from 20 years ago for three hours until it passes. Football is just, we don't care what's happening outside. The game must go on. Um, I do think that's unique about the sport. Um, okay, moving on. We have Bills at Browns. Um, okay, let's start with the Bills. I would say—I will say this. They're 6-2. and two. I know nobody's totally buying that. But they're winning the games they're supposed to win. I mean, you can't. They don't make their own schedule. They have six wins. They're probably going to make the playoffs. And we're going to get that hilarious Saturday game of Bills at Texans that is a playoff game you kind of don't want to watch but it's like ah it's the first playoff game I feel like I have to watch it it's um that's where we're headed Bills at Texans Week One playoff
2: it's always interesting it's to get wild a wild card like playoffs. that that wild card game is always like what is what is going on here it's just a weird matchup that kind of works it's like an almond joy you know you just you're like <laughs> you you don't like any of the individual elements but you're like okay well I li- I like to see them all matched up together.
1: <laughs> okay, and on the Brown side, I mean, that team, I know I just said that they had this big win over the Ravens, who are now hot shit, but the sky is falling in Cleveland, if it even can. I know the fans are already bracing for the worst every year, but if you're Baker Mayfield, you can't lose to Brandon Allen, whoever that Broncos quarterback was, right? How does that happen? The
2: Browns have given up. They're not happy anymore. They've, they don't have leadership, and they don't have a reason to go on. They came in with all the hype. When the hype is gone, all you're left with is just a sad dude in a trench coat and a mustache. That picture of Baker, Baker Yo, Mayfield is is their whole season.
3: Baker Mayfield has been running the Come Town subreddit <laughs> page <laughs> and not practicing at all. Was that a Browns game in Denver? I believe was it home? was.
2: What do you got? What do you
3: got for me, Hargan?
0: Baker Mayfield just looks like it's he in lives Denver. in Cleveland now.
3: Yeah, <laughs> he he is
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cleveland has, is showing on his
3: <laughs> Yeah. It swallowed the man up. It well, it's mean, not looking good.
0: Can't blame I, the man.
3: I don't know. The coach, obviously they gotta fire the coach. The 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 league officials keep fucking with their wide receivers. Yep. They gotta change cleats at halftime. <laughs> it's
2: like dog, we're already about to lose. Leave us alone. Who doesn't want fun cleats? If everybody got to wear the fun cleats that they wanted to wear, what
0: does the NFL think would happen? Chaos.
1: They were Joker cleats.
0: Okay. <laughs> I,
3: hey, if they was Joker, I didn't know they was Joker cleats. I, I kind of wait. Hold <laughs> get on, <him> <laughs> get them out. No, no, no. Put some Captain America cleats on.
2: I guess. Put some a, Iron Man cleats on. There's a bit of a slippery slope there. I guess you're right. You start out with the Joker, then you go to O.J. Simpson, and then finally <laughs> it's just full on. Yeah. You know, Mind Hunter.
1: Well, O.J. Simpson is honored in multiple stadiums across America to this day. I was at the USC football game on Saturday. There's a huge 32 uh, big section of the stadium uh, lined off for him. In the Bills Stadium, there's a big uh, retired number kind of shrine to O.J. Simpson.
0: You
2: got to separate the art from the artist. Man.
0: <laughs> Come on, he only murdered two people. I think you're being a and little harsh. And he ran harsh. for two thousand yards. Exactly. So. I mean, <laughs> perspective, Hardigan.
1: Thank you. I needed that. Okay. Uh, Lions at Bears is our next game. Um, yeah, the Bears seems like they are just done. I mean, I mean neither
0: of these teams are making the playoffs. No,
1: no, they're not. So um, this is a usually a fun Thanksgiving Day matchup, but they're they're giving it to us early to start uh, November. Um, I enjoyed beating the Bears and having Jordan Howard get his revenge on his former team. Um, He had, uh, I'm I'm just wedging Eagles talk in here because we have our bye week So with the Bears, there's not enough Eagles Eagles. talk on the show. Um, You know, David Montgomery, they had, they traded up to pick him and they just let Jordan Howard walk. I mean, what are you doing? And then you have to play against him and he's just shits on you. So that was nice to see. Um,
2: I think the Lions are cursed. They are. Matthew Stafford
1: having an amazing season, by the way. They have a good team, and they just don't
2: win. I don't know what you do with that. I mean, the Bears game is a get-right game for the Lions. They should be able to win because they have a quarterback, and the Bears have just like a sucking void there at that position. Everywhere else seems actually decent. The defense kind of took a step back when Akeem Hicks got hurt, and he's out for the season, so their run defense kind of – Getting gashed. But other than that, solid team all around. You got wide receivers, you got running backs, you got an O line that's decent. The rest of the defense works. That just shows you how having just a total idiot for a quarterback can set you back hundreds <laughs> of years. I mean, the fact that this man got drafted, tra- got traded up for one spot, which was even ridiculous at the time, even if the guy had worked out decently well, trading from three to two just seems stupid. And then, getting him instead of the two best quarterbacks in the league right now—that's gotta hurt, Bears fans.
1: Okay, let's uh, let's talk actual Bears versus actual Lions. I was just really have fun with this matchup. Eleven Bears against eleven Lions, just out in the wild. Somehow we get to watch it. What's happening?
0: My hope is that they uh, form an unlikely friendship, (laughs) and uh, the Lions and Bears are all playing together, and it's super cute and goes viral. (laughs)
3: I fucking love it dude Oh that'd be way better than Them actually playing this game Uh, They need you know You know my stance Games that don't actually matter need to start being Eliminated (laughs) We're at the point where we need to fucking shrink down This schedule consolidate some of this Shit you can get rid of this one Though I will say the next game we're Talking about we might want to keep Just because of the city it's in
1: Giants At Jets the battle for New York, New Jersey. Egg fucking exactly
3: I want to see some crazy New York-ass people in the stadium. <laughs> Who's still going to show up painted green? Is there going to be a guy in a big Timberland suit just as a boot? Somebody's going to walk in that building as <laughs> just one Timberland boot, and I want to see him. How many do-rags are going to make it in the stadium? Is the game going to sell out, and how many people will have do-rags on compared to the ticket numbers? Very interested. Uh, Go chop cheese sandwich.
1: Uh, The Jets somehow lost to the Dolphins, which is just... uh, The Dolphins um, are actively trying to lose every game they play. They are starting their worst quarterback. They are trading their best players. They are sending good players to the injured reserve for no reason. (laughs) And now the Jets found a way. That's the real revenge game, actually for Adam Gase, revenge on the Dolphins screwing them out of their 0-16 season. He comes back to his, the team that he coached last year and fucks them over and allows them to win that game.
2: I mean, who is the sadder sack here? The, the Giants have their own sad problems. They oh, yeah. just got beaten down on national television by the Cowboys, surrendering a defensive touchdown in the last 30 seconds that torpedoed my fantasy team inexplicably – just so that Daniel Jones could feel even more like a loser. <laughs> and he's going up against Sam Darnold, who has to feel the exact same way. Like, whatever comes out of this trash pile, you have to respect it. You have to respect who wins this, because that person fought their way out from the, the gripping maw of irrelevance to become potentially something. And then, of course, the loser has to blow it all up and start from scratch again, which... That's got to hurt.
1: So they're like our trash compactor in Star Wars. And they're like that one-eyed creature that kind of comes up and looks around. That's the Giants and Jets. Who's Luke Skywalker? Who's coming in to save these or stop the thing? In this game, nobody. Usually it's one of the opponents. It was OBJ, but then Yeah, this is just the trash compactor when our heroes aren't there. This This is is what it looks like. This
2: is the new Star Wars movies where Luke is an asshole and he leaves and wants to be (laughs) on his own planet and isn't helping anyone.
1: So we always have to bring back to Star Wars. I find a lot of parallels between the Galaxy Far, Far Away and the NFL. Okay, next game, Chiefs at Titans. Um, wow, Danny's team versus Jamel's team. Jamel is a, an honorary Titans fan this season, Allie. I know he's usually a Washington fan, but All he's right. a Teen Titans fan this, this week.
3: Go Titans. Uh, Mike Vrabel, like, punched a fucking window or something. What happened to his hand? You guys see him? <laughs>
2: What would he sound like if he? Nah, dude. I'm
3: telling you, this week (laughs) off, week off from the bit, only because they lost. Had they won, I would have kept riding the wave. But uh, time for a change.
2: I finally listened to a Mike Rabel interview. Very normal accent, (laughs) no discernible Chicago tone. Look, this is an easy win, I think, because the Chiefs are finally getting together. They're finally the plan is coming together for us. For a while, it was touch and go with all the injuries. Mahomes out. We got a lot of defensive injuries. We were getting gashed on the ground. It was looking bad. Then we pull one out against a good team with Matt Moore. Suddenly, there's optimism everywhere. Now we're getting all the healthy guys back, and I believe this is when Mahomes comes back. And if he does, and the Titans just lost Logan Ryan, all, or not Logan Ryan, the other one, Mal- Malcolm Butler, they're one of their two good defensive backs he's gone for the season he broke his arm or something broke something it's over for their defense which was the only good part of the team i mean if, if we don't stomp these guys i'm actually going to be mad
1: well i think what the the takeaway from the vikings game was if the chiefs are even a top 15 defense just look out the rest of the league i mean they're clearly their offense is going to be amazing no matter what i mean do you see how fucking fast Tyreek was yeah, in that? Has. I
2: mean, the on a 91-yard 91 touch, 91 touchdown run, Damian Williams is halfway down the field, full speed. Tyreek is stopped blocking someone, and then he's like, oh, I'll run with you. And then he fucking beats the guy down the rest of the field to give him a high five right before they reach <laughs> the end zone together. He's so fast. If he wasn't such a horrible animal who beats his children, I would be able to talk about him in the glowing terms that I want to.
0: He's just playing football with them off the field. Things yeah. get a little bad. No but you
2: know, there's there's some murkiness about whether it was him or his wife who beat the kid. I'm saying it was both of them and we'll just, uh, you know, we'll, we'll just bake that in to the coverage of the chiefs every time. I think that's all you can do. The chiefs have a player who does horrible things off the field and they've elected to keep him should Patrick Mahomes and his his beautiful face be punished for that I don't know but goddamn it I can't I can't root against the Chiefs just because of that I I have to I have to soldier on morally compromised as I am
3: if Dan Snyder personally harmed my family in any way it would have to be my family not a <laughs> murder you know but if like their arm? yeah yeah if dan snyder like 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 was the reason my little brother didn't get into college or something <laughs> I'd be like i'm out anything short of that i don't know
2: what if it came out that dan snyder killed sean taylor
3: whoa whoa well first off i'm writing the movie oh yeah that's a good <laughs> idea i'm getting my hands on that movie and then i'm out that's then i'm out I'm moving to Southeast, and I'm starting the campaign. I'm going home, and we're getting to the bottom of this. We're getting them out of there. I'm staging a full mutiny. Molotov cocktails into the stadium.
2: See, Allie, this is why not being affiliated with the team that deeply can also reduce your stress because not only is there the game-to-game stress, but there is the moral bankruptcy that you go through that can only add to You know the, well, the days you're losing.
0: I'm your morally life. bankrupt outside of sports. That's where I do my business.
1: Well, that's why we root for you.
0: Thank you. <laughs> well, I think <laughs> what, right, you guys, you guys aren't you uh, guys are not loyal to a player, right? Because if a player gets traded, you might be like, "Fuck that player." I'm still a Chiefs fan, or I'm still an Eagles fan, or whatever. So the morality of individual players in the long run doesn't really fucking matter
1: yeah we're absolved <laughs> there you go great go, go chiefs go that even makes us seem dumber go red I mean, go big green baby <laughs> Tyreek's catching bombs from Matt Moore the dude's good it's all just medieval times you pick a color and you just rock with it I mean forever. it's a
0: modern day coliseum right but instead of like tigers and lions yeah. and CTE and
1: it's broken, and lions broken bones and
0: Ex- yeah exactly
2: and while the gladiators did not get to choose many of the times <laughs> whether or not they played in the game, these guys
1: do. So it's a step up. Okay, next game: Cardinals at Buccaneers. Um, Cardinals held tough with the Niners on Thursday night last week. They've had a little extra time. They get that mini buy. Uh, the Bucks seem to compete with everybody. It's the they're the weird, uh, you know, bad good team or however you want to say it. Like they every week they seem like they almost win and then Jameis turns the ball over multiple times or they make some sort of glaring mistake um they got
0: kicked in the nuts in Seattle last week
1: they did they did
0: yeah I'm pulling for the overtime Car- loss yeah that's crazy I'm pulling for the Cardinals uh, I don't know if they'll actually win but uh Kyler Murray is not an accused rapist
1: no he's not not yet huge.
0: not yet huge. huge I like your optimism He's just a rookie. <laughs> There's still time. He's, he's so
1: young. There's so much to learn from his coworkers. Um, yeah. Also, uh, Bruce Arians playing his former team. I guess that's interesting. Two red teams. <laughs> Gotta confuse the fans. <laughs> oh shit! What am I supposed to do? Um, okay. I don't have much to say about that game. Anybody else? I mean, it's it's going to be
2: solid red versus red piping, I guess. Then, and, and I think th- I think the fun part about the Buccaneers this year is that they're just like. They're just launching it. I mean, every time anybody plays them, th- I mean, th- the Buccaneers will lose the game, but they will force the opposing quarterback to throw for 550 yards. And it, it just makes for an entertaining game. I mean, it's the, the Buccaneers being involved will make it fun. And I totally agree with Allie that I think Kyler Murray is going to have a great game and the Cardinals are going to win. But, you know, I would tune into this one over any of those sad sack matchups for sure. Even Lions-Bears, where there's at least one actually good team playing, I, I think you got to go with, with a, a fun shootout, even if both the teams are bad.
1: You're right. This is going to be a much more fun game than than uh, Lions-Bears. But there's something about just a house on fire in a train wreck that you can't look away from with the Bears. Watching them just completely fall apart after being 13-3 and last year is pretty fun for me.
2: Depends on what entertains you.
1: (laughs) If it's the pain of others, then yes. (laughs) Okay, last early game, Falcons at Saints. Saints coming off. Both teams coming off their bye weeks. I'm not even sure Matt Ryan's back yet. Uh, Drew Brees is. Uh, The Saints might be the best team in the league. Uh, This seems like an easy victory for them, and they're going to keep rolling it. The only game they lost was against the Rams, where Brees got knocked out, and they got that big fumble recovery uh, called back and kind of swung everything. Um, The Saints are as good as they've ever been. They're scary.
0: They're going to crush.
1: Yeah. They are going to crush.
2: There's another God-fearing man, Drew Brees. Yeah. He has that little birthmark. My friend who's a Saints fan, every time I bring up the birthmark, he always says that's where God kissed him. (laughs) Isn't that all of our birthmarks?
3: My parents didn't say anything about my birthmark. They are just like, that's what that is. Shut up. Yeah. You're fine. Does you know that, you're not sick.
2: Does it count for skin tags too? Is that where like, where God lightly, Pinched you? or he yeah, lightly yeah, where lightly pinched, pinched you. you? Or lightly sucked on you?
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh no.
3: no. <laughs> lightly sucked?
1: <laughs> mm. So we don't know how Drew Brees got his birthmark. <laughs> Could have been an angel kiss. Yeah. Could have been something worse. Uh, Saints are gonna win that game. All right. Early, uh afternoon game, Sunday, one PM. Dolphins at Colts. Colts are down to their third string guy now. Uh Bursette got knocked out. I think he's gonna be out for a little while. Yeah, that's big
3: for them. Battle of the horses. Damn. I cannot <laughs> believe this is gonna be a tight game. But here we are. Are Dolphins horses now? Oh, I thought you said the Broncos. My fault. I'm not even paying attention. I've been I've been reading my fan mail. <laughs>
0: I get
2: that in order. You can't pull that out of the bag too early, though.
3: I
0: love the twice. Dolphins. I've made a lot of money on the Dolphins this season. Yeah. I bet against them almost every week that they'll lose by 10, 20, 30 points sometimes. So thank you for the new Apple TV, Dolphins. All
1: right. Colts, on the Colts side, let's talk about Adam Vinatieri, who How is haven't just, we,
0: been de- we did that the last few every weeks. Every week
1: because it's just bizarro Vinatieri. You don't know what you're going to get. It's like a tarot card reading just like you're going to slide a card across the table and you're going to flip it over and it's going to be a little devil or it's going to be you're going to prosper this dude has single-handedly won and lost them every Colts game comes down to a field goal I feel like Bizarro Adam Vinatieri is a
2: guy with like jet black hair (laughs) since he has that he has the Santa hair yeah Bizarro Vinatieri has the black hair and when he comes out he's got the black hair and the little and the cigarette in his mouth you know he's shanking one
1: Oh, the dark half. That's Was right, it? yeah.
2: <laughs> the two sides of Adam Vinatieri. I mean, uh, but he's
0: won Super Bowls. Yeah.
1: I mean, he's one, he's one of the kicks. best kickers of all for time. For you.
0: Yeah, not for me. Right.
1: <laughs> for all the people <laughs> for you For all love. the
0: people that, uh, yeah. that all I grew hom- up around. All the homophobic people I grew up around. Yeah. Yes.
1: Um, there's been talk of Vinatieri back to New England because New England has their own kicker woes. Seems like the culture souring on him a little bit. He
3: might go back. I mean, hey, but wait—that kick was laces in. That last one was on the holder, bro. Laces in like a bitch, man. It did look dumb as hell. I t- <laughs> and it was the first thing I saw. Like I turned on my TV and I was like, "Oh shit!" Steelers Colts, a Vinatieri for the win, and it was the worst kick I have ever seen.
2: You can't do much with laces in.
1: You can still make the the kick with the laces in. By the way, it is a it's, it's your slightly one job. More difficult, but you can make the kick. It happens all the time. It's unfortunate when it turns that way. You don't want it to, but um, it is possible.
2: By the way, who knew Brian Hoyer was the third-string quarterback on the Colts coming into the season?
1: Not I. Do they just have all the, the Pat scraps?
2: Maybe they picked him up because of Brissett. Now that I realize it, once Luck retired, blah, blah, blah. So he was he's the backup, I guess. It's respectable for Brian Hoyer. He had a couple of good seasons. Yeah.
0: Imagine being able to use that excuse at your regular job. Oh, laces weren't in. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, I missed my deadline and fucked up everything. Like, sorry,
2: I dropped your baby.
3: It
0: was, it was belly button in. <laughs> Jamel's lost it. I'm sorry. You could hold
3: a baby
2: with any. That ain't, It ain't quite the same.
3: You can't.
0: What well, I'm saying. You can't hold a baby
2: by the stomach like that. It's.
0: It's really your fault for yeah. handing it to me that way.
2: I do not want to hold people's babies. It's terrifying.
1: Guys, it starts on Monday in the in the film room. How you're going to hold the baby? It's a team effort. Everybody, drop that baby together. Okay, Ram Steelers. Um, all right, start with the Steelers. I've been saying it all year since they started off terribly. Proud franchises don't tank. The Steelers have clawed their way to four and four. It feels like they've weathered the storm. Their defense is hitting the str- its stride. Mason Rudolph. Uh, his soul has returned to his body since that huge hit their schedule's going to soften I mean I'm not going to be surprised if they're kind of lingering around around Christmas like kind of pushing for a wild card or at least playing spoiler to some better teams than them they're just they didn't give up I can't believe they're 500 they're just as good as a lot of other teams that we're not giving them credit for the Steelers are probably a top 20 team right now who gives a
2: fuck (laughs) (laughs) Excellent take. I mean, top 20 is not really –
3: there's only 32 teams, bro. Yeah. Come on.
2: Fine. Be four and four. What are you doing for your town? What torture that is to be, like, hovering around the 17th pick in the draft when you lost your quarterback for the year. Granted, we all enjoy seeing Ben Roethlisberger sad and lonely (laughs) and hurt. But – you know, now you got Mason Rudolph a quarterback, go ahead and tank like the rest of your buddies. It's, yeah, I that's loved what you it, gotta man. do.
3: Because I'm hoping for Tom I'm trying to get Tomlin down the highway. Yeah. And that's not gonna happen if he keeps fucking
2: winning games. <laughs> Ugh. What are you trying to prove, Tomlin? You're not helping yourself. Yeah. You could be in Washington right now, changing the culture. Ugh.
1: So we have the on the other side of this game, Rams coming off their bye week. Allie, have you been to a Rams game since they've moved home to Los Angeles? I went to
0: a preseason game.
1: Nice. How was yeah. that?
0: It was at the Coliseum. Yeah. Which is cool, but old. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was great. They looked really good. I have a uh, girlie and. Uh, oh, my God. I'm blanking. On. Yeah, I think that's and, why I and asked. And Goff. You that. Goff is my quarterback back for uh, a You're Rams heavy on your team. I'm Rams heavy, yeah.
2: Which seemed like a smart idea in the beginning of the year because last year. The, the golf owner was a genius. That person was getting 50 points a game out of their quarterback. Now he gets like 20. He's like a normal guy. He sometimes will have good games, and then most of the time he'll kind of even out. Gurley is not a blockbuster as much as he has been in the last couple seasons. I guess I just don't know what's going on with them besides the classic Super Bowl hangover thing. Like, is that just it? You just feel demoralized by getting there and not, you know – actually executing pulling the trigger and winning but it seems like they just kind of have this dark cloud over them where they're just not going to be as good as they were ever again and it sort of feels like Goff is you know a dumb guy that we can all make fun of again and cooks (laughs) is out and Gurley's knee is arthritic which is you know just kind of a fun old guy thing to have when you're in your 20s
0: Yeah, Gurley's been disappointing. I'd say Goff's been – he's had maybe one great week, but he's been consistent. He hasn't been bad.
2: Solid. He's been solid. Goff solid. Yes.
1: Okay, last early game, Panthers at Packers. Um, I'll start with the Panthers, and I know I always do this every week, but I'm going to compare it to a situation for me. We've had Deshaun Jackson just kind of middling on, are you going to play? He played one game for us this season, and then he kind of was out for six weeks – He decided not to have surgery, and now he, this week, tried to play, played three snaps. Now he's having the surgery. He's probably out for the season. What I'm saying is, I can't imagine, that's just one wide receiver. For the Panthers, that is their MVP quarterback doing this shit all season. Every week, he's not even with the team right now. He's flying all over the place to see specialists for his foot. I mean, if I'm a Panther fan, like this is just torture. The team is better than they've been in a long time. If Kyle Allen is able to lead them to whatever record they're at, like 6-3 and three or something, you know, if Cam Newton's at full strength, they are one of the best teams in the league. And yet, we don't know what his status is. It's torture. Yeah, it's interesting, but I mean,
3: hey, just keep riding McCaffrey. They got a shot at this game. The only take I have on the Panthers right now is their hashtag is keep pounding. <laughs> <laughs>
2: how come uh-huh. that hasn't come up yet I, yeah i think about that sometimes keep pounding
3: what exactly
2: the rock keep pounding the rock okay that's fine. it which there's is no true double, there's no p- possible double meaning <laughs> yeah
0: as long as it's consensual
2: as long as the rock is being pounded with permission from yes. the defense of the other team <laughs> facts and the packers actually kind of led up on defense last week given Melvin Gordon a chance to shine for the first time all season long, which I appreciated because I have him on a team. But, uh, and I traded for him for Matt Breida in another league because I'm just great at trading Matt Brita. And I thought my <laughs> friend was making fun of me for not getting any value out of Melvin Gordon. He plays the Packers run defense. Boom. I'm a genius. I, I mean, I guess the Packers had been playing better over the last few weeks, but you know, we played them tough with Matt Moore and then they get pounded by the, uh, they get keep pounded by the hapless Chargers up until that point. I don't know. I guess the Packers defense isn't so great, and then the offense can kind of be manipulated. Like sneaky, decent pick here for the the Panthers. You know, if you're thinking about making a little bit of money and the line's big enough, I think the Panthers could win this one.
1: It'll be a good game. Okay, Sunday night game. Vikings at Cowboys. Cowboys have another primetime game. Vikings coming off that loss. Yeah, baby. Against the Chiefs. Um, <laughs> Kirk Cousins in primetime. Usually that is just a recipe for disaster. Um, I'm a big Vikings fan this week. I hate that team, but need them to beat Dallas. I have nothing to say other than fuck Dallas, as usual.
0: I mean, the Cowboys are the favorite team of everyone's least favorite stepdad. Yes. it's
3: Thank just- you for saying <laughs> it. <laughs> so well put. Damn.
2: Well said. I mean, is there anything to be said in a Vikings-Cowboys matchup? It's it's a big matchup. It seems like a lot that, you know, is on the line here in both of their divisions.
3: Make a pick. I'm going to say Vikings just because, you know, I don't believe in the Cowboys either.
2: So yeah. you're going, you guys are going Vikings.
3: I'm going Vikes in a tight one.
2: With Kirk Cousins. What do you got? In Dallas, under is, the bright lights. Is
3: Dalvin Cook back? Then I'm going. With, I'm going with the Vikes. I'm staying. What, what do you got? You got boys.
2: It's hard to be able to to rep the Cowboys in front of Dan Hardigan, who will bite my face off. But I just think that they're actually playing pretty decent. Dak Prescott, the hated Dak Prescott, is actually not bad. I don't know why people think he's bad because objectively, he's pretty good. I don't know what you say. He's got talent. He can throw to good receivers and. Uh, their defense is fine. I, I I just don't see how the Cowboys lose this one. But uh, everybody seems to not believe in the Cowboys right now, so
0: I'm willing to put money on this.
1: They lost to the Adam Gase Jets. Did someone say money. 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 Yeah. money.
0: <laughs> Vikings. Cowboys. Money yeah. for
1: everyone. Hey. What are you trying to do? I'm
2: trying to get a lot of money off of my man Dak oh, so Prescott. He's,
0: he's trying to put it on the
3: boys. Okay, but who do
0: you got? I mean you're going Cowboys, right? You want to put money? Cowboys. All right, I'll, I'll take go, a I'll, Vikings 20 bucks?
2: 20 bucks Whoa. on the Cowboys. We're not Is there a line here? Are we just saying straight up.
0: Straight up.
1: Wow. wow. Straight, straight up. up. Dan, Danny Alley $20 bet. Recorded Ooh. for posterity. Alley, congratulations. You just won $20. <laughs> uh let's talk about this Monday night game. Game of the week, Seahawks at Niners. Um Niners remain undefeated. Seahawks coming off an overtime win um, this is a huge game for the nfc west if the 49ers win they pretty much wrap it up um, i think jimmy garoppolo played his best game as a professional on that thursday night game over, over the cardinals uh, they had two of their offensive linemen out who they're getting back soon and he just made all the throws i mean i think he had four touchdown passes um you know that's been the one spot we've talked about all year that We don't trust yet, and he was clearly the standout player on the offense. So, I at this point, Niners don't have an apparent weakness yet. I mean, I'm sure it'll come to light at some point. But right now, they just look like a great team.
2: This is the first good Monday night game. Yeah. Yeah,
3: and it's a big one. I think their weakness is Shanahan. I think Shanahan can outcoach himself. I think that's the only way they lose is him trying to get cute. It's not beyond him, and I think having their biggest game, biggest opponent, he could really trick himself into some dumb play calls. Give me Seahawks by three.
1: Bold. Wow. Niners getting their first loss, according to Jamal. Danny, any takes?
2: I mean, I also believe in the Seahawks in this game. Just because people can't really go undefeated, it's just hard. When you play a good team, which the Niners haven't really for a little while— Uh, you know, it's, it's kind of a shock and I think that the Seahawks can get it, but I am going to have to eat some crow on the whole, the Niners suck. And I don't believe in them bandwagon that we were on all of us for weeks and weeks, but now it turns out that they're good. I do not believe that Jimmy Garoppolo can win a playoff game, but their defense might be good enough to win it for him. And then, uh, maybe we have a 49ers Patriots. Super Bowl, which would just be the most sickening display. It would just be a repeat of last year. I, I mean, let's get let's get some fun offensive teams in the Super Bowl. I'm tired of defense. It's boring.
0: I, are the Patriots boring now? Like legitimately are their games
2: their own fans don't care if they win or lose anymore. That's because, because their, their
1: own expectations so are so high and they've been f- spoiled for so long. Um I would say the Patriots aren't not entertaining per se but they're interesting always their their schemes and the 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 plays that they run and their defenses that they call are always smarter than the opponent and like i think that's interesting if you're a football nerd and you like looking at x and o's and like the all 22 angle of where players are being told to go and line up like they're just amazing they do everything right it's so frustrating but isn't that boring yeah to a degree it is but I think the consistency with, with which they've done it over the last twenty years. Like, uh, I hate that. Fun. <laughs> Listen, we gotta that. respect them for the <laughs> blah,
2: fundamentals. <laughs> Who cares? We're talking about pure viewing pleasure, and they do not provide it.
1: They're not fun to watch. I like close on a games. TV telecast. Yeah. I would agree with that. They are boring as hell. The
2: only fun game that I've seen them play is the AFC Championship last year, and that's because they were forced into an awesome shootout. When yeah. they get into those situations, it's great. When they do that clamp down defense thing against the Jets, who cares?
3: You've got mail.
1: You have? I think there's some mail just laying around on the table. You want to grab a loose a loose letter, Jamel. Yeah, I just – People I had mail to, you guys letters. Yeah, I had <laughs> to
0: look in. see I, it. It's
1: right there. It's yeah, because
3: that's why when I got thrown off by the, the Dolphins game, I, I couldn't believe that this came in. Got a letter here from Ruth Bader Ginsburg. All the way from Brooklyn, New York. Wow. Hey guys, love the show. A little birdie told me you guys were looking for a football coach. And I'd like to volunteer my services. A lot of people don't know this, but I'm a huge football fan. Nerd even. I was front row of the 1958 championship game. Looking <laughs> fine as hell. Even Frank Gifford tried to throw the dick at me. <laughs> and also I look a lot like Joe Paterno, so there's that. <gasps> All the best now. Oh, and peace to all my people in Brownsville. Fuck y'all talking about. Period. Ruth. RBG. Ruth. RBG coming through big. Brownsville in the building. East New York. Does she want to coach the Jets or the Giants? I think she wants to coach our woke football squad. Uh, I think she got an early copy of the show. It's a good idea. Send us a letter. Better than Steve Kerr. Way better than Steve Kerr. She'd crush.
1: We know she plays through injuries all the time. Oh, that's true. Uh, okay, I got, I got a mail. This one, this is written out really strangely, but I'll, I'll try. Okay, this one says, Football in London, an international team of mystery headed to the United Kingdom. Well, guess what? I put the gurr in Chargers, baby. Usually that sort of thing ain't my bag, but as long as there's a room in the back to shag during the game, that sounds a bit of all right. Spectacles, testicles, wallets, and watch. Signed, Austin Powers. Wow, England's already excited about the Chargers (laughs) coming to London. I think my
2: stepdad wrote that letter. (laughs) (laughs) Fancies himself a comedian. (laughs) Couldn't have been the real Austin Powers, right? I mean, he's too famous. Hey, you never know. (laughs) It's fair.
3: I see you got some mail. What's your
2: mail? I got a letter here. Uh, This looks pretty cool. This is a fun one. Hey, guys. Love the show. These days, everyone's down on the NFL, from the fans to the commentators to even the players. I think it's because we don't highlight the positive impacts it can have on people's lives. I dropped out of high school when I was 14, first chance I could. I spent a few years as a nonprofit drug tester, wink, wink, but eventually I was hired to put down animals at a busy veterinarian's office. One day, a customer comes in and notices how efficiently I put down a row of cats and asked me if I'd like a job working for real NFL players. That man's name was Dan Snyder. <laughs> he didn't care if I didn't go to medical school and can't read test results or operate an <laughs> MRI machine. He cared about making a boy's dream come true. Now I'm head of medicine at the Washington Redskins, <laughs> making a full $2 more an hour than at the vet. That's a true NFL success story. Signed, Dr. Vincent J. Bumbats Jr. now, <laughs> thank you, Danny,
3: and thank you, Mr. Boombox Jr., for writing into the show. We appreciate all the comments. I was going to save this for my final thought, but w- what the fuck? <laughs> I mean,
2: <laughs> the, guy, the guy had cancer for six years. How do you not know? The growth on his helmet was – his head was so big he couldn't put his helmet on. How can you just – how can you have bad doctors <laughs> – I understand the
3: management being bad. I understand choosing bad players. I understand running bad plays. But how do you have bad doctors? The doctors have to be good. There shouldn't be bad doctors. You can have bad moms. <laughs> you cannot have a bad doctor. That is insanity. And fuck the red <laughs> all the way through the face. What are y'all up to? That shit is garbage. And he's just sitting around like, uh, like well, you know, when you're a kid and uh, you want to do the shit your friends are doing, you're trying to convince your parents, you're like, oh, they, they knew Eric Barry had cancer. How come you guys didn't know I had cancer? And he was right. Ew.
2: Scrape the lump. <laughs> Scrape it. I, a had a th- I had a thing on my head that was just like a little- Clear lump. It was like a, a, a brown thing on my forehead. I said, cut it off. Who cares? <laughs> Maybe it's cancer. <laughs> cut into it.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Slice that thing up. Like
3: there's some no avocados, good, there's man. There's no
0: good reason to have a lump on your head.
3: The Redskins <laughs> can kiss my ass, and I hope we lose every football game for the rest of my life. Hate you guys.
0: Do you hate the Redskins <laughs> or cancer more? I think I hate
3: cancer more. Oh. <laughs> All
0: right. <laughs> well, sure, yeah. <laughs> I haven't received anything in the mail <laughs> in a very yeah, long time. <laughs> uh, I don't get mail. I got I get emails, though. Oh, nice. Um, I got one email. I mean, I don't know how they knew I was going to be on the show, but uh, I did get one email um, from a Miss Naomi Surugaba. Um, big fan of the show. Mm-hmm. So Miss Thank Naomi you. says, I am Miss Naomi Surugaba, a daughter to the late Al Bahari Surugaba. Suru Gaba of Libya, who was murdered during the recent civil war in Libya in March 2011. Before his death, my late father was a strong supporter and member of the Gaddafi government. Before the incident, my late father uh, left for the Congo with a sum of $200 million that he deposited in a bank. And they, she just wants our banking and routing information oh. so that she can transfer uh, some of that money and help support the podcast. That oh, sounds I'd like a it.
3: great opportunity. That's a great opportunity for us. To reach out uh wow fans in libya huge for the program what's our bread looking like let's i'll get my paypal out right now
2: yeah. i'm about to get twenty dollars
1: <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> final thoughts let's yeah. get our final thoughts uh danny do you have a final thought this week the
2: only that i just want to say this and i was thinking about it i believe the chiefs are well positioned to win the Super Bowl. And it's because we're getting healthy at the right time and all the momentum and we learn that we can win without Patrick Mahomes and all that bullshit. What I'm looking the most forward to, besides all of the fanfare of winning the Super Bowl for the first time in my lifetime, I want to see Matt Moore get a ring. That dude deserves it. Coming in, gap teeth and everything, off the streets, earning that ring for the Kansas City Chiefs. As a starter. As a starter. A man coming in starting, getting to stand on that podium next to Patrick Mahomes, earning it. He's a, it's a great story for all 38-year-old washouts who thought they'd never make it. Mm. It's basically Rudy, except with an old guy.
3: Interesting. Because he believed in himself. I seem to remember a through line in our uh, very important journalistic podcast in which Nicholas, Big Nicholas Foles, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. led a football team to a title that wasn't quite his own. And
2: you're destined for the same fate. But Patrick Mahomes will be playing in the Super Bowl. He will just have to cede some of the ownership of that mm. title to a man who came in off the streets and won him three games. Interesting. Well, two games. Played in three. Interesting.
1: Thanks for calling that out, Jamel. Um, my final thought this week is um, I think that my, that Jets loss – might have been their worst loss in franchise history. I mean, you, you're you playing against a team who is strategically positioning itself to intentionally lose games. They're doing everything possible to lose. I just, I can't think of another high-stakes scenario or situation where all you have to do is just not fuck it up to get to do, to win the game. And they couldn't pull it off. I I think it's remarkable. I don't want us to forget this Jets loss. I, I think it, it stands out this season as by far and away the worst loss of any team. The, the Dolphins aren't going to win another game this season. They're going to go one in fifteen, and that one is a glaring one. Holy shit, Jets! <laughs> that shit was crazy. Okay, Jamel, final thoughts.
3: Oh, you know what it is, um, Dan Snyder, kiss my ass. Um, <laughs> Shouts out to the fam. Uh, if you're listening, DC, what up? Uh, and hold your loved ones near and dear.
1: Allie Mannard, thank you so much for being a guest on our show. Do you have any final thoughts going into this week?
0: Thanks for having me. Uh, I mean, I think love and hate are very closely held, intense emotions. So while you know you guys talk about all the things you hate, it's nice to see it does come from a true passion and love of the game.
2: That will kill us (laughs) very early.
1: Oh, thanks for listening. Take me with you. (laughs) Take that, Matthew Berry. Love hate—they're the same thing. Um, Thanks for listening, Uh, and once again, we're sorry for doing this. Sorry sorry for football in general. Incredibly sorry. Lo siento.
3: I'm sorry. (laughs)